0: Here we go.
1: 56 yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40,
0: 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Jones goes to the end zone. Oh, what a catch. Devontae Smith.
1: Touchdown Alabama!
0: Holy cow!
1: You don't even know what to say sometimes. Georgia with a blitz. Trash going to the end zone. Hits Touchdown! My goodness. Joe Burrow just, he, he's so
0: calm, so confident,
2: knows where he wants to go with the ball the majority of the time. 22-year-old transfer from Ohio State eluded the rush.
0: Lost it deep for a touchdown. Jamar Chase. Dobbs heaves it. They're bunched up in the end zone. It's tipped up. It's caught. It is caught. Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings.
1: Hello everyone and welcome into the Southern Sports Bros podcast. I'm joined by my brother Logan. I'm Austin. We're gonna jump right into this thing. We had week four of college football. We had some pretty good upsets and in week three of NFL, we had some pretty big upsets. So We're gonna jump right into this with the college football preview for week five. First game is Saturday noon kickoff on Fox, number 14 Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a one-point favorite. Wisconsin is coming off of a 41-13 loss to number nine, Notre Dame. Michigan is coming off a very close win, 20-13 against Rutgers. You could probably say that Michigan was looking ahead to Wisconsin, but I highly doubt it, seeing how Rutgers is another conference opponent. But this should be the first time that Michigan gets truly tested and we'll get to see if they're for real or not. So <clears throat> I don't know who I would take in this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait and I'm sorta torn on this first game as far as who I pick. So we'll wait and see once the spreadsheet of all our picks comes out, but I would probably say right now Wisconsin to bounce back and beat Michigan, mainly because I don't have much faith in Michigan. They've always started out hot, and then they prove later on in the year that they're not for real, but we'll see. Second game, Saturday, 7 p.m. kickoff on ESPN 2, number 21, Baylor at 19, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Baylor is a... Baylor's head coach is the former LSU defensive coordinator, Dave Aranda. They've been pretty good. Oklahoma State's always decent. This will be a pretty good conference game. And this week, conference schedules are really heating up, so you'll have these really good matchups that are hard to pick. Got any thoughts on that game?
2: Uh, Not really, honestly. I'm
1: going to try to watch it because I don't know much about either team. Yeah. So I'm going to try to watch that one just, to, just so that I can have an opinion on those two as we go through the podcast more. Mm-hmm. Third game, Saturday, 2.30 p.m. kickoff on NBC. Number seven, Cincinnati at number nine, Notre Dame. Cincinnati is a road favorite two and a half points i don't last week i said wisconsin will blow notre dame out it was the other way around i am going to go with notre dame here because every time i've picked against them they've proved me wrong but this is cincinnati's first test and the committee seems pretty serious on them because they have them at seven so we'll see what Cincinnati's made of. I'm taking I, Notre Dame. I just I'm I'm not going to pick against Notre Dame anymore until they prove me wrong. I guess Saturday, 9 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. Number 22, Auburn at LSU. I don't understand this spread. Basically, norm normally in gambling spreads, if you, get, you automatically get three points just for being the home team. So they're saying that right now LSU is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't understand that. Even though they are at home, LSU is not half a point better than Auburn. They're nowhere near Auburn. They are SEC West school, and it's a, a big game. I mean, obviously, teams get up more for – conference games, but Auburn should go in there and win that if they play to
2: their ability. Well, hopefully. I mean, <clears throat> it should go Auburn's way, but they played Penn State and didn't look like they looked the the, the weeks before they played Penn State whenever they played what you call cupcake teams. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe it's another test, and maybe they, I don't know, it, it'll show who Auburn really is. Like, if they're here to compete, they'll blow LSU out, no problem. If they were overrated coming into the season, it'll be a fight. So,
1: let's we'll see. I think they're just giving the LSU the three points. I mean, it's minus three and a half, but they're giving LSU three points because Baton Rouge is such a hard place to play. Yeah. All right, the rest of the games from here on out are all SEC games next game, Saturday, 7 p.m. on SEC Network, Mississippi State at 15, Texas A&M. A&M is a seven-point favorite. I would expect A&M to take care of business and cover, but with SEC games, you never know.
2: I'm taking exit Texas A&M by two touchdowns, at least. All right. Saturday, 6 p.m. on
1: ESPN. Number 10, Florida at Kentucky. Florida is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite.
2: Well, hopefully Dan Mullen starts those defensive players he rested against Tennessee. And uh, they'll uh, handle them. They'll handle Kentucky pretty easily, I I think.
1: For For my sake and how much I don't like Kentucky, even though I don't like Florida either, I hope Florida blows them out. But Kentucky's played Florida pretty good the past few years. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I don't I want Florida to go in and tell Kentucky fans that you're not what you think you are. You're still Kentucky. Just Florida should, Florida needs to go in there and beat them by like they beat us. Mhm.
2: And they will, I think.
1: Uh, the last two are the good games of the week. Saturday noon kickoff on ESPN. Number eight Arkansas at number two Georgia. I feel like they're not respecting Arkansas with this spread. It is Georgia, and they they're coming off a sixty-two to nothing beatdown of Vandy, but Arkansas is not Vandy.
2: Yeah, they're I mean, they're they really Georgia. disrespecting. Georgia so.
1: eighteen and a half point favorite against one, you could argue one of the hottest teams in the country right now.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> they did come off that sixty two nothing win, but that was against ETSU, or that was against the team that lost to ETSU. So I don't know. It's it's Vandy. Eighteen points is a lot. I don't think it'll be that that far of a difference.
1: Georgia wins, Arkansas covers.
2: Mm. Possibly, yeah.
1: I don't. Um, it's it's a good story and I re- I've said it every time we've talked about it. I really like Arkansas this year. I, I love the story of seeing them compete every week, but they just don't have the players. And they may prove to me that they do. They may prove to me that playing with heart, and wanting a game more than another team rises above stars and recruiting. They may do that, but Georgia's just on another level right now.
2: I think it really depends on how Georgia comes into this game. If Georgia comes into this game expecting what you're saying, I think Arkansas can have a pretty good chance. But
1: If they come in respecting Arkansas, I think it'll be – Georgia by, like, 7 to 10. Yeah. If they if they come in and say, this team can beat us, we have to take them serious, it'll be Georgia by, like, 10. Okay. If they come in thinking this team is nothing, we're playing another Vandy, we're Georgia, we're superior, they can't beat us, Arkansas may smack them in the mouth.
2: Yeah, and if that happens, I I like Georgia or I like Arkansas by you know, more than ten.
1: And I don't think right now that if Arkansas comes out and smacks Georgia in the mouth like they did A&M, Georgia don't have the offensive firepower to come back. Mm-mm. Same way A&M don't. Like A&M was playing with fire. And Arkansas came out and smacked them in the face. And before they knew it, they couldn't come back. And I could see this happening in this game too. But I wanted to see it to believe it. Like Georgia's just on another level. And Arkansas may very well prove me wrong. But Georgia's going to go... I think Georgia's going to go all the way to the playoff. I don't think they'll win. But I think they'll go all the way to the playoff unscathed. Mm-hmm. Last game for the college football preview, Saturday, 3.30 CBS game. 12 Ole Miss at 1 Alabama. Alabama is a 14.5 point favorite. I said last week, I predict that Ole Miss will go down to Tuscaloosa after a week off and knock down Alabama. Alabama. I still stand by that. If they don't, they'll at least cover. 14.5 is way too high.
2: 14.5 is very disrespectful, and Lane Kiffen should be using that as a motivation.
1: Arkansas will use 18.5 as motivation. Yeah. Sam Pittman will have the – even though college coaches say they don't look at the gambling spreads, Sam Pittman and Lane Kiffin will have the gambling spreads hung up all over the complex all over the locker rooms. Look at how Vegas is disrespecting you. Mm-hmm.
2: And I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe they go in, you know, Arkansas and Ole Miss, they go and play one and two. Maybe maybe they get – maybe we see who they really are and they can't hang with the big dogs. But I, the way they've been playing, I don't know why the spreads are so far.
1: And so gonna, far one way. We're going to get into playoff talk and Heisman talk. Next week, we're going to get into that in depth. But people have Ole Miss as dark horse playoff team. They have Matt Corral as a dark horse Heisman. Ole Miss is for real. Mm-hmm. Whether they they're just putting them at 12 and they're just waiting on them to get that big game like this and prove that they deserve to be there, that may be what Vegas is doing. But I think this is the game where Ole Miss shows we're not playing. You need to put us up there where Oregon is, Oklahoma. We're not playing. We just took down the number one team in the country. We're here. We're not leaving. Now you respect us like the rest of the country is. So That's our college football talk. Now we're going to transition over into the NFL. We're going to go through the week three recap. There's some we're we'll going to go over four games. Some big upsets in the league. Two of the top dogs got knocked off this week. Yeah, First we'll sh- game is Chargers upset the Chiefs thirty to twenty four. And I mean, I said this a while back. Like, Chargers was one of my teams that I was excited to see, and see if they could take that next step. It looks like they're
2: serious. Yeah. Justin Herbert really shined out. He, uh, he answered mm-hmm. back. Patrick Mahomes was twenty-seven forty-four, two sixty-three touchdowns, two interceptions. That no, last interception uh, cost him the game. And then Justin Herbert was 26 for 38, 281, four interceptions, or four touchdowns, zero interceptions.
1: And they had, The Chiefs dominated in, well, not dominated. I mean, they led in total yards. Mm-hmm. They dominated in rushing, but the Chargers had the upper hand in passing and they had the same exact yards per play, 5.8 yards per play. Chiefs had more first downs. Uh, Chiefs had a better third down efficiency. Chargers had the one for one on fourth down. So you don't, I mean, like you said, the interception is what sealed it for them, and the Chiefs had two fumbles lost and two interceptions. They had two fumbles. They lost both of them. They had two interceptions. So, turnovers, like, if you want to be realistic, the Chiefs had four turnovers and still only lost by six. So, the Chiefs are still good. Mm-hmm. But turnovers will very hurt you very bad.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of people on social media talking about, talking bad on the Chiefs. I... Ah. I wouldn't put a one and two start. Um, I wouldn't make a one and two start count them out of the Super Bowl. They could still very well make the Super Bowl. You know, teams there in the regular season, teams there in the postseason in the playoffs. Two completely different teams. I mean, look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady. They lost 30, thirty-eight to three last year to the Saints, um, and then went and the, won the Super Bowl. So. You can't really judge, especially this early, you can't really judge teams off of.
1: I mean, the Chiefs are, they're last in the division right now. and I guess that's where everybody's starting that conversation. But the team that they lost to this week is the team that they'll be competing for the division with, I think. Mm -hmm. Like the the Raiders and the Broncos aren't going to last. Like the Raiders are hot right now, but they're not going to. They'll fall off.
2: I think the Broncos will fall off first, but yeah, both of them.
1: Like this division will flip.
2: Yeah, the bottom two will flip.
1: <clears throat> but that was that game. Like, I'm excited to see where Chargers, how far they can go. Like, Don't get me wrong. I like Pat Mahomes, but I always like seeing the Chiefs get beat. Mm-hmm. Just so everybody don't keep that, oh, the Chiefs can't lose. Right. Like I just love seeing anybody beat them. I mean, they're like the Alabama, the NFL at this point. And then the next game, uh, Bengals beat the Steelers twenty-four to ten. Big Ben's done.
2: Are they? They dead?
1: <clears throat> and the Steelers? I I didn't say the Steelers. Big Ben's done.
2: Just.
1: Should have hung it up last year.
2: I can see that. Uh, Like, I can see that argument. I mean... 38
1: for 58. Two interceptions. And like, this is is the game that makes people think that the Bengals are for real. They're not for real. Mm -mm. The Bengals will not last long term this season. This is like the type of game they come out and win and it makes everybody think that the Bengals are something they're not. They're not for
2: real. Well, I mean, I don't think there's really a doubt that going into this season it would be the Browns and the Ravens at the top two teams <clears throat> in the division, but yeah. I don't know. It's sort of the same as that that game against uh it was the Washington versus New York. It's sort of like the bottom two tier teams playing and i mean this was a lot greater margin between the victory but it's the bottom two teams playing and i don't know i, mean, I don't think that's the real steelers team losing 24 to 10 to the Bengals. but i don't know still a lot of season to be played we'll see
1: i think it's more the the Bengals didn't win this game. The Steelers gave it to them.
2: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: The next upset, and I don't really know if you would call it an upset. They had the same records, but I didn't expect. I expected that the Vikings would eventually have to bounce back and prove that they're not tanking or they're not. They don't suck. Mm. I didn't expect it for it to be against the Seahawks, but they have the same record. They're both one and two, but they beat the Seahawks thirty to seventeen. And Kirk Cousins was very, very efficient. Thirty for thirty eight, three hundred and twenty three yards and three touchdowns. His usual targets, I mean the rookie. Justin Jefferson's a rookie, right? Right. And Adam Thielen, we know about him in Minnesota. He's
2: Well Justin Jefferson played one year last year. He's got a year under his belt. I think he's gonna have a pretty good year. This pretty good season.
1: I didn't watch this game, but the score shocked me.
2: Yeah, but you got to think too. The Seattle's only win came against Carson Wentz and the Colts, who nobody expected anything from. And Carson Wentz hasn't won a game since November of last year. So.
1: And the Titans bounced back against them.
2: Yeah, but see, that's a good Titans team. So does... Even that, even that right there, does that show that that Titans team or that Cardinals team was that much better than the Titans and the Seahawks?
1: No, I just think the Titans got a bad game first
2: game. That's fair.
1: I just think they didn't... Which... I can't. I can't say that they didn't. Ex- they wouldn't. They went into it and got something they didn't expect because they're paid millions of dollars to game plan against who they play. Mm-hmm. But I think the Cardinals just showed up and smacked them in the mouth, and they didn't know what to do. But the Titans are proof that one game don't define you. I mean. It's too early to get into is that team better than that team just because they beat this team that they lost to. Like you had to look at that at the end of the year and see the whole picture.
2: But I th- I feel like for the Seahawks they could bounce back next week, and then if they bounce back next week, they could compete against the Rams the week after that on Thursday night. But so I don't think we'll they will.
1: Like. At the 49ers, 49ers, then the Rams come to town. I mean, you can bounce back against the Steelers, but I think they're going to take three losses in a row, four losses in a row if you kill the Titans. Like, 49ers will probably win that game at home. The Rams are hot right now. We'll get into that later. Steelers is their next chance for a win, but I'm not going to say that because it's the NFL. All right, our... Last upset, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers the defending champs get beat by 10 points by the Rams. Stafford is for real. Stafford goes to a team that is good and shows that he's still a top-notch quarterback.
2: Very much so, yes
1: it never was stafford it was the lions
2: mhm
1: and i've said it from the beginning i'll say it again if i don't know i don't i don't know i don't want to put this out there right now i don't know if i want to say it now or wait because we're going to talk about that in a later episode hey you might as well
2: <clears throat> i mean you got me
1: if if the cardinals can keep going and not fall like some people I don't think they will some people think they're just fake and that they've they'll they'll fall off like the Raiders like but if if the Cardinals can hold I think it'll be a three way race between Kyler Murray Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford for MVP, and if I had to pick, it would—they will give it to Stafford because it's a better story. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion, but like, this was a hard—I mean, this was a hard-fought game, and it wasn't a—it wasn't that the Bucks gave the game away. No, the Rams took it,
2: especially not the Bucks' offense. It was mainly. The Rams defense that uh, decided the game. I mean, Tom Brady led the Bucks in rushing yards. So,
1: <clears throat> and I was very shocked. I looked up some stats earlier, and it said teams that allow opposing yard opposing passing yards given up or. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst pass defenses in the league. It's like opposing passing yards allowed. The Bucks are the worst in the league. And, I mean, they played the Cowboys that look hot. The Falcons put up a bunch of yards against them in garbage time when the game was already over. Like, they came back and made it 48-25. to and then now this game against the Rams, that that just sort of shocked me. I mean, a lot of change in three like, – it's just three weeks. But three weeks in, the Bucks are giving up the most passing yards in the league.
2: Yeah, but I feel like through these three weeks, I feel like the only team that shows the potential to be able to put up the most passing yards against the Bucks <clears throat> is the Rams – who they just played.
1: Mhm. Yeah, there's definitely teams that are gonna dominate you more on the passing side than the running side, but it just, it just shocked me. And I guess it shouldn't. I guess there's a reason why they're trying to another piece another piece of news that came out today, like there's a reason why they're trying to bring in Sherman. Like they obviously don't feel great about their secondary. They're trying to get him. So it makes sense, but it just sort of shocked me that it was
2: them that is at the bottom. And I mean, like I said earlier, you can't put out the Bucks offense because Tom Brady threw for four hundred and thirty two yards. He only had one touchdown, that's whatever, but it was just a running game. I mean you can't win if you don't have a running game. And I mean Tom like I said, Tom Brady led the team in rushing yards at fourteen. Yeah. So,
1: all right. Next segment. More NFL games, but this is the primetime games. That's our segment called Primetime Showdowns. That's where we go over the Thursday night football game from the week before, Sunday night game, Monday night game, and then we're going to preview the Thursday night game for this week. So, Thursday night football of last week. Panthers beat the Texans with a score of 24 to nine. The Panthers look pretty good, and they're going to have their first big test with the Cowboys, I think, this week. This coming up week. Um, But they, and I'm not bragging, because I think it's more of the people around him. But Darnold looks good.
2: Yeah, it's the first three no start since that undefeated team that made it to the Super Bowl and lost.
1: And I'm not. I had this. I had this game on, but I didn't pay attention to it. I'm not going to lie, I was on my phone and didn't really pay attention to it. I just checked the score.
2: It was it's kind of a boring game. I mean, it was just
1: the score would reflect that. Like it just
2: yeah. looked.
1: One-sided and low-scoring. I mean, 24 is sort of low.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the Sunday night football game, I did watch it. Not all of it. But the Packers went to San Francisco and played the 49ers, and the Packers pulled it out 30-28. to 28. And it's just proof. No time. Is never not enough for Aaron Rodgers.
2: No, I like that picture that was going around uh, Twitter. He's just locked in. Thirty-seven seconds, no timeouts. And he was,
1: even thirty-seven seconds is too much time for Aaron Rodgers.
2: He knew what he needed to do. Same way with all the elite quarterbacks. Tom Brady, you don't want to. You want to leave zero seconds on the clock, or you zero don't, chance. Yeah,
1: no doubt. Leave no doubt. Yeah, the, uh, the the biggest takeaway from this game is uh, the Packers got a win when it mattered. Aaron Rodgers done Aaron Rodgers things and drove down the field and put them in a position to win. But the 49ers are really good too. And I've said it in a past episode. I think the 49ers are a playoff team. Even if it is a wild card, they will be fighting for a playoff spot. So, this this was a a big matchup. It was a good game. I think it showed, it proved a lot on both sides. Not just that Aaron Rodgers can win when it means the most, but 49ers held in there to the last second.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, they'll be good. And last night's game, or the time we're recording this, last night's game, Eagles at the Cowboys.
2: Cowboys looked really good. Mm, they looked really good. Except for toward the end. I mean, we watched that game together and I told you, I said, uh, Cowboys look really good tonight. And then right after I said that, this is a bad snap. Dak fumbled. And then the next play was a tackle for loss or something. But other than that, Cowboys look really good.
1: I do think that because I made the comment, I do think that that first game, the Cowboys and the Bucks, I do think they game planned that mm-hmm. to run away from the Bucks defensive line, and it looked like the first two weeks, this offense has changed. Like McCarthy's came in and changed this offense, and they're going to be pass heavy. But this was Zeke's coming back party. And he had two touchdowns and looked really good. I mean, he had. 17 carries for 95 yards, 5.6 average, and two touchdowns.
2: Yeah, I hate it on Zeke a lot. Me and you have talked about it. Said he was washed. Outside of the podcast, and I I don't know. I just don't like whenever you give running backs, any running back, a big paycheck because they just don't produce like they did before you paid them. not that
1: they don't produce. They just don't have the shelf life.
2: Yeah. But anyways, and, he he made a push toward changing my mind last night. We'll see, we'll see what the coming weeks have. Um,
1: Dak has like really came back strong. Twenty-one for twenty-six, two hundred thirty-eight yards, with three passing touchdowns, and a lot of them was like really basic plays. Like he had that wheel route out of the backfield to Dalton Schultz towards the end. I mean, it wasn't nothing stellar. I don't, I think the Eagles are just very limited right Mm -hmm. now. Like, and I made the comment last time, I'm like, Jalen just hasn't proved nothing yet to me. I just think it was more the, the Eagles couldn't compete right now. But, that's just my thought. We'll get into the young quarterbacks later. we got a new segment we're going to do, but I just think Jalen Hurts has a lot more to prove. And then this Thursday, I don't think it's going to be a good game. Jaguars at the Bengals. Minus seven and a half. Bengals are favored by seven and a half. It's just going to be a boring game. Yeah, it's and what was it like a couple years ago like when they used to do the color rush like the mustard and ketchup game yeah it was the Jaguars and the Cardinals no like the mustard yellow for the Jaguars and then the red I don't know it may have been the Falcons
2: I think that was Rams wasn't it it was red is yeah Rams Cardinals maybe I don't know
1: but it was just like that game stood out because of the uniforms being so ugly, and it was a bad game. Mm-hmm. It was like 14 to 10. Like, low scoring. No, I don't even
2: think a touchdown was scored in that game. I think it was, it like, was like, went into overtime like 16 9-9 to 13. Or something. It was. And I don't think a touchdown was scored yeah. through overtime. I think it ended up being a tie at the very end of the game. I can't remember. But yeah, I do I do remember that game.
1: And this very well could be the Trevor Lawrence coming out party. I highly doubt it. With it being at Cincinnati, I'd say it'll be the Joe Mixon show all night. And more than likely, just run it. What do you think?
2: Yeah, it'll be a we lot
1: just of hand it off to Joe Mixon all night and just get out of there with a win.
2: I think it'll be like that for both teams. They'll just run I mean, the ball. It's a
1: it's a Thursday night primetime game with an opponent that's not that flashy, not that big, and not much. I mean, they just beat the Steelers, but like I said, I don't. That don't make the Bengals good. This I mean, this could be where Trevor Lawrence has a good game, but we'll see. All right, you told me not to look. We're going to get into our next segment. I didn't look all day. Me neither. i seen headlines. i seen headlines that sort of said, summed it up, but I didn't read it. This is a new segment. We're going to... Do you want to do this every week?
2: We can. We'll see
1: how that. We could do this every week, or we could do it like a quarterly thing, like every four weeks, just see where things stand, like a quarter of the way through, halfway through, but right now we're at a quarter of the way through, so we're doing some odd little segments.
2: So just tweet us and then either tweet us or comment below what you think we should
1: do. Some of our segments tonight are just where it's a quarter of the way through. We're like looking at things and seeing where they stand at this point. Then we'll go. We may do them like every week or we may start doing them after like every four games. It's so like halfway, quarter of the way three quarters away and then go back and recap and look at, at the end of the year. But this is where we look at the power rankings and we give our reaction and our thoughts to it. So number one, the Rams. They moved up from number four after they beat the Bucks. I like this. Yeah. I think like, at the end of the day, <clears throat> it's power rankings and nobody cares. As far as the players. like Nobody's looking at this and saying this defines us. But it's good for the fans to look at. I think this is good. It gives you like. I was going to say it gives you like competition. For the other teams that. Got upset but it don't because they don't look at it. They don't care. I'd say they see it. And I'd say they care but they don't care. Like at the same time.
2: It's I feel it. like that's where they deserve to be. I mean, after – they've been climbing this whole season leading up to this point, so they they deserve it. They deserve it this week.
1: It's just like they started out to where they went out. The Rams went out and they got Sean McVay, and Sean McVay came in and he said, I don't value draft picks. I want to win now. And it's shown that you can do that. Like they went out and they got, I don't know all the transactions that the Rams made, but I know like some of the big ones, they got Brandon Cooks and then they got Aqib Tlaib. They went out and they got veteran guys that have played in the league for a long time. And they said, we're going to make this team a Super Bowl team now. And not just develop our draft picks. And what do you know? They go out and they're a quarterback away. And now they go get Stafford. And look at them. They're looking like they're home free. Right now they're looking like they're home free to the Super Bowl. But we'll see. Number two. They fell for number one. The Bucks.
2: I'm glad they didn't fall as far, because the power rankings before now, and the reason why I wanted to start doing this segment is because of what the power rankings have looked like in previous weeks. I'm, I'm glad that they uh, respected the Buccaneers, and didn't make them drop too far.
1: Yeah, they're still the Bucks. Like, you had to respect them. And they, ha- they still have a very good chance of repeating, even though they lost, they... They could very well repeat.
2: On so. a well, side note, it's going to be a good game uh, Sunday night. Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick for the first time since Tom's left. So, yeah. Excited for that one.
1: I'm just wondering if he'll get booed or cheered for.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's going to be.
1: They, they, they're they still, like <laughs> I'd say it'll be both. I think it's like a bad breakup. But there, there's people up there that still love him.
2: Yeah, it's like a, it's not really a bad breakup. It's like a breakup with your girlfriend, and like Tom moved on way too quick, and you're telling all your buddies about it, and I don't know, you still love him, but he moved. You think he moved on too quick, or something like that, you know? I don't know. It it'll be. I feel like they have to cheer for him. I mean, as much as he did for them, and I mean, the, it isn't like he left because he hated the city. He left because he had to prove. To himself and everybody else, he could win without Bill. Yeah, it's so.
1: looking like it's been. They always they always said it's Tom Brady's a system quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's because he's with Bill. It's looking like the other way around. And I like like I said, we'll get into the young quarterbacks later. I think. The Packers will have good success later on with Mack, but... Patriots. Yeah. I think Mack will be successful there. And Belichick has found his next guy, but...
2: I mean, it's a rebuild. It's not... I mean, it's... Clearly, the it quarterback never... is the most most important part of the team. So, losing a quarterback is a lot more than becoming a quarterback for a new organization it's clearly easier for tom than it would be for bill i mean you can't just go draft another tom brady and expect him to win the super bowl the next year we'll see
1: not the next year but he can turn him into him
2: yeah with it within coming years i mean he does look good we'll see
1: and then number three they moved up all the way from number six is the packers I think this has a lot to do with the the win against the 49ers. Like they they got a big win on the road, yeah. so it showed that they're top three team right now. And then, do you how far do you want to go before we just start running through them, or do you just want me to just go no, no. You want me to just I'll just go down through here, and if you have any comments, give them. All right, number four, Bills. Josh Allen had a big game against Washington. Three for four touchdowns. Bills look like they're starting to get rolling. Yeah. And I'm still standing by my pick for them in the AFC. As far as Super Bowl. Ravens fell from three to five. I don't like the Ravens. I think that this is not... This is not a one-time thing. They will keep falling All the way from number two to number six, the Chiefs. This is not going to be a one-time thing. like, Or this will be a one-time thing. Chiefs are going to bounce back. They'll be fine. They won't stay down here at six. Seven, 49ers number 8
2: team logan's home the browns number yeah the eight. browns are uh that defense is uh forced to be reckoned with i think the reason they didn't move this week is because the bears were coming they were bringing in justin fields for his first start and i mean it's you can't really respect can't respect them much for a rookie quarterback's debut but at the same time, they sacked Justin Fields more than he completed a pass. So I don't know. That Browns defense is good. They'll uh they'll play a higher higher team in the coming weeks and they'll prove themselves. But
1: number nine, they jumped up from eleven, and I think this is because they're winning and they're still winning. As the Raiders, I said it earlier. I don't think the Raiders will. Stay this consistent. They'll eventually fall. Number 10. They beat the Chiefs. Jumped up from number 14 to number 10. Chargers. I think this is a team that will keep rising up. As the weeks go on. Is, is this team. They fell from 10 to 11. Cardinals. Cardinals. Are they too low to begin with?
2: No. Because they haven't proved themselves. Yeah. They're, I not, mean, they're, played.
1: they're not played really.
2: They got to climb. Yeah. And they will, I, I feel like.
1: And then number 12, they came up from 13, the Broncos. They're pretty good right now. Teddy looks good with them. They're just just like the Raiders. They're, they're just a hot team right now that will probably end up falling off number 13 which I would honestly I would swap these two I would put the Panthers above the Broncos I think the Panthers approve more
2: yeah but everybody's high on Teddy Bridgewater moving to a new city and going on a run we'll see
1: they like Who has the Broncos played? Not much, but... And the Panthers dominated the Saints, which we're not world beaters right now either. But who knows? Cowboys. They're like in the same place as the Cardinals. Like They feel like they should be higher, but they're still proving themselves.
2: That's Dallas Cowboys every year. Yeah, you know, we them boys and stuff like that. So, I, I do like the Cowboys after their performance Monday night. I like the.
1: I think they'll keep rising. They look good. They'll keep going up as the, as other teams fall off, like the Raiders and the Broncos. They'll move up into their spot. Mm-hmm. Fifteen Titans. Sixteen Vikings. Which I don't. I guess that's good. I don't
2: I don't that's decent. I mean you can't put the Seahawks above the Vikings, so
1: I just don't like a one and two team being at sixteen. I don't know though. Man. I didn't expect the Vikings to be right here even though you can't put the the you can't put the Seahawks above them because they beat them thirty to seventeen. Seventeen Seahawks, eighteen Saints. 19 Bengals, 20 Steelers, 21 Dolphins, 22 Eagles, 23 Patriots, 24 football team, 25 Falcons, 26 Colts, 27 Lions, 28 Texans, 29 Bears. 30, the Giants, 31, Jaguars, 32, Jets.
2: And those last couple teams sound fair, but the Bears, they dropped four spots. I feel like that's – is that disrespectful? The Bears? Yeah, because, I mean, it was Justin Fields' first debut. No. And they played the Browns. A Browns team that is the best Browns team we've seen that I've ever seen. So,
1: I don't like the Falcons jumping from 29 to 25 just because they beat a crappy Giants
2: team. Exactly. Like, I feel like, honestly, the Bears could be closer to the Falcons in that aspect.
1: Because, honestly, I don't have any problem with the Colts being here. Like, they're not good. Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles. I don't have a problem with the Lions being here. We know who the Lions are every year. Mm -hmm. Texans, they don't have Deshaun Watson. They haven't proved themselves with anybody. But the Bears and the Falcons should be flipped. I feel like two is like... The Bears should be at
2: 25. With the Lions being who they are, 0-3. They're 0-3 and they lost to the Ravens on a World or, uh, NFL record field goal attempt, and you're gonna jump them four spots up and leave the Bears four spots down.
1: Just because the rookie quarterback had a bad first start.
2: Yeah, like that doesn't make sense to me. Like I
1: and we're The lines
2: definitely should be twenty nine or 30, 30. 29 to thirty two is where the lines should be in my opinion.
1: We're high on Justin Fields, so it sounds biased, but the Falcons suck.
2: Falcons, Lions, yeah, I mean, you're 0-3 for a reason.
1: Who's going who's gonna to have a better year? Falcons or the Bears? And I, I get it. It's week-to-week power rankings that has nothing to do with what you're going to do the whole year. Like It's not relative to how you're going to finish the year. That's why they're week-to-week power rankings, and this is why this is a segment, so they can react to it.
2: But I think they should be flipped. Mm -hmm. I don't respect the Falcons this year. Honestly, I... I said it the other night. They beat the Giants this year. I don't respect the Giants, or this week. I don't respect the Giants. Uh, I said it the other other
1: night. It's going to be hard to compete and be the worst team with the Jaguars and the Jets. But I feel like Zach Wilson and Lawrence will both get used to it after a while. Mm -hmm. And they're going to get some wins, depending on who it is. But the Falcons will have the number one pick. Yeah, At the end of of this year, the (laughs) the Falcons will be drafting Matt Ryan's replacement.
2: I like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson more than I like Matt Ryan. I don't... Sam, Sam Howe
1: at North Carolina if, as long as he can... his draft stock... Can, he will be in Atlanta. Number one pick. Or whoever the number one quarterback is. That's it. That's how the draft will go. Anyway. We need to move on. In the pocket. Weekly segment. We do every time. We pick our top quarterback of the week, and then we predict who we think will be the top quarterback or quarterbacks of this coming-up week. We pick our quarterback, we give their stats, and just talk about it for a little while, and then we give our predictions for this week. So you want to go first, or you want me to go?
2: Um, you can go.
1: So my week three, yeah, my week three quarterback is Josh Allen versus the Washington football team. He had four touchdowns, 32 for 43 and 358 yards. And you can say, I told you about that site that I found earlier that shows you the defensive stats and how teams rank in the league as far as how many yards they give up and all that. Washington is twenty-ninth in the NFL for most passing yards given up. So you can say, yeah, he just took advantage of that, and it wasn't that good of a game. But it's thirty-two, forty-three, 43 358 yards, and four touchdowns, that's still a good game no matter who the opponent is. And I just think this was a game where Josh Allen had to come out and prove that the Bills – we're still for real and that they are still contenders. And I think that's exactly what they've done. They come out and they took care of business and done that. My next week pick, I have, does it matter how many I give? No, go ahead. I got three potential outlooks. Dak Prescott versus the Panthers. Like I said, I think the Packers, or Packers, Panthers are good this year. They look good so far. This will be their first big test, and I think the Cowboys beat them pretty good. I think Dak will have a pretty good game throwing against the Panthers. J.C. Horn, the top corner is out. He's a rookie, but he's their big-time corner. He's out for a few weeks, him and McCaffrey both. So I could see Dak having a good game versus the Panthers. Number two, which is probably be yours, but I would not give it. We can, talk, we can both talk about it. Tom Brady versus the Patriots. Going back home where, you, where it all started, you got something to prove. Playing against Bill, I just think Tom Brady will go off. And with that stat that I said earlier, I could see this with that stat I gave earlier about the Bucks giving up the most passing yards in the league, I could see Mack having a good game too against the Bucks. I could see it just being <clears throat> a shootout. But then the Bucs and Tom Brady pulled, pull away late. I could see both of them having a good game. And then my third one, I didn't have Mack as an official pick. I just said it. I could see him having a good game too. And my third one, I think this quarterback's been really good so far this year. I like where he went. I like he gives this city a lot of hope. Like you said, people like seeing him go somewhere else. Teddy Bridgewater versus the Ravens. I like Bridgewater. I think he's good with the Broncos. And more than believing in Teddy, I don't believe in the Ravens. I think the Broncos beat the Ravens in this game. It's at Denver. I could see Bridgewater leading the Broncos to a win against the Ravens. So that's my
2: in the pocket picks. Uh, mine, um, last week I had Tom Brady versus the Rams, and he went 41 for 55, 432, and a touchdown. And then as the results came out, I have Matt Stafford versus the Bucks. He was. 27 for 38, 343, and four touchdowns. And then next week, um, I don't have Tom Brady. Uh, I think he will have a good game and the Bucs will come out on top. But I feel like there's some sort of emotion there that holds Tom back from opening up. I mean, it sounds weird, but it's almost like a mercy factor that comes into it. Like, I love this city. I'm not gonna embarrass them. Is what it feels like. Uh, I think Mac will have a good game, but I think it'll be like that game that the Bucks just played versus the Rams, but it'll be flip flopped. I think Tom Brady will be the Matthew Stafford with four touchdowns and 300 plus yards, but on the other side it'll be Mac Jones with 400 something yards and maybe only a touchdown. I could see it being. Like, very, like, Mac Jones has a really, really good game, possibly best game of the season, but he doesn't get the points on the board that wins the game for him.
1: Could be the, could be the passing of the torch
2: game. Possibly, possibly could be. But then, anyways, this week I have Aaron Rodgers versus Pittsburgh.
1: I thought about that one, too.
2: A lot of talk about Pittsburgh falling down And Aaron Rodgers is going up He started the season off rough against the Saints He's won the next two and he's on his way up And he's making that MVP push that I wanted him to do In the first game against my Saints Um, And then my other team, or my other quarterbacks I have Teddy Bridgewater against uh, the Ravens I could see him pulling off a win in that one And then after, if that happens, do you see, does this Broncos being legit talk intensify? Or do you think they're still, you know, you think this Ravens team is just not it?
1: A little bit of both. I don't think the Ravens are for real. I think the Broncos talk could come down to them in the Raiders game. Like, a battle to see who stays for real. And I don't know when they play. Hold on. Broncos play two games from now, so they play the Ravens, and then at the Steelers, and then they host the Raiders. I mean, if you if you beat the Ravens and then turn around and beat the Steelers at Pittsburgh, I think it don't even have to get to the Raiders game, and the talks gonna start. Yeah. But I don't think you can start talking about that just off them beating the Ravens. I don't respect the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens are legit.
2: At least this year. I mean, you can have your own and opinion. It, it, it never was. But they have a lot of injuries. Yeah, this it's year. that.
1: And it, it never was because I've said before that I never did like Lamar, and I came out publicly on this show last week and said, Lamar proved me wrong, but it's, it's nothing to do with Lamar. It's just the injuries. They... Eh? It's too much to sustain. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Too much to overcome.
2: And then my other quarterbacks, I got um, Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford playing each other. Uh, It'll be that'll be a shootout. Both offenses, I feel like, will shine because either it'll be both offenses shine or both defenses shine because Cardinals got that strong defensive line. And same for the uh, the, for the Rams.
1: That's what I was thinking about earlier when I was looking through the games, trying to come up with talking points. I was thinking, which one of these defensive lines are going to have the better game? That'll be that will be the, decider I think. Because mm-hmm. if you just base it on solely offense, it's going to be whoever has the ball last is mm-hmm. who will win. Exactly. I think, I think you're gonna to have to come out and say, our defensive line has to dominate. So whoever, whoever's off, or whoever's defensive line dominates this game, is who's gonna win. Because when it comes down to offense, whoever has the ball last, whoever scores last is gonna win.
2: Yeah. Whoever gets to stopple, come out with the victory. Mm-hmm. And then just like that game, I have Derek Carr and Justin Herbert playing each other. And then my last pick, sort of my dark horse candidate, is Ryan Tannehill versus the Jets. And that's that's all of my quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I'd like Ryan Tannehill against the Jets should be uh given, but that's a good pick. Okay, right. he will he'll stand out because it's the Jets, but you can't take him serious and put him as your quarterback of the week. No. Because it's the Jets. And then what was the one before that?
2: I had uh, Derek Carr and Justin Herbert. Yeah.
1: You know how I feel about the Raiders, unfortunately. But we'll see. I feel
2: like that's... I mean, they're in the same division as the Broncos and the Chiefs, so it'll, it'll show that what we talked about earlier where the division flips. It'll show uh, which direction the Chargers are headed. And if the Raiders are still hot and they're just gassed up, it'll show that they're just riding a high. I don't think that'll prove where the Raiders are headed. Like, if they if the Raiders win this game, it's not gonna say I'm not gonna say that they're going to the Super Bowl or they're gonna win the division. But it it'll help. But if the Chargers win this game, I feel like that's the opposite, and it could possibly say that they're winning this division. I feel like the the Chargers could repeat and beat the Chiefs again. Make
1: it or break it again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right, another news segment. Get into this. We don't have to do all of them. I just wrote down a few, and they're in the order that they were drafted. So they're in the order of their draft class. So this segment's called Heir to the Throne. What young quarterbacks are the next Hall of Famers? And they don't have to be Hall of Famers, like I'm just saying which which young quarterbacks are going to last in the league, like develop and last, or which ones are busts. And I don't like using the word bust. Especially in the NFL because like there's a reason why you're drafted, and your the NFL is the best of the best. But like, which ones are going to be good, and which ones will be replaced? And like I said, we don't have to talk about all of them, but I'll just name a few because there's some of them that are obvious. They're going, they're already good right now, and then some of them are very questionable. So Kyler Murray, he's he'll last. He's got the Cardinals winning. Looks like. Young Russell. Agree with that.
2: Yeah, I've found found them. I made a little list here, and I had uh, I had K one at number
1: one. And I just named all of them. Mm-hmm. Since I think this is from 2020 draft class on, or 2019. Some of them from 2019, but I know 2020 till now. Daniel Jones, so Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones. Daniel, I, th- I think I don't think Daniel Jones. I think he'll be replaced. Giants will be drafting a <coughs> quarterback soon.
2: Yeah, um, I'm just sort of gonna. If you don't care, I'm gonna take over. I had a little thought in my head. I don't want it to get too far down, and then me say it, and then it doesn't make sense. I saw a thing earlier in the week that was talking about quarterba- young quarterbacks, and they some of them are just surviving and floating, and trying to stay under the radar and not get replaced. And then they have maybe three years max, and if they haven't proved themselves, they're going to get replaced. And I was looking at this list earlier, and I think Kyler Murray proved himself, so I think he's safe. And then Daniel Jones, he's... He's got to prove himself within the next couple weeks, I feel like, or he's gone. And then your quarterbacks that are surviving are the rest. You got Joe Burrow, Tua, Justin. Well, Justin Herbert. I don't
1: think Tua is surviving either.
2: I think Justin Herbert's uh, proved himself. Yeah. You, you don't think Tua is surviving? Tua's is uh,
1: injury prone. Think? It may be too early to call it, but and I don't like you I don't like using this word either cuz it's hard to accept it's hard to accept it and it's maybe not for you but for me it's weird watching the NFL or college because when you are a kid watching it you look up to them players and in our reality they're younger than me so it's hard for me to look at a kid and call him a bust or Soft, but Tua is soft. If I had to pick a word for Tua, it, and I, like I said, I hate using that word because it's—he's still a kid in my eyes. He's not to you, but to me, he's—he's he's a kid. He's younger than me, so it's hard to look at a kid and say that kid's soft. But they carded him off the field, and they said that he was fine. And that he would come back and then later on it just randomly came out that he had broke ribs. So It's just like they're making up a story to cover for him. I don't know. He just it's just too many injuries back to back for me. Like the two big ones at Alabama. And then for some reason the Dolphins still felt comfortable with him and drafted him. And then like he never... He's still injury-prone. I just don't think he's going to make it. And it, it came out in the offseason that they were looking at Deshaun Watson, too. Yeah. So that that proves even more that they're... Which, at the end of the day, it's a business. And they have to do what's right for their team. But that's the first sign that they don't have faith in you. So... Uh, well, I'm going to keep... I agree with the rest of yours. Like, Kyler, Burrow. Even though Burrow, it's... Just, his second year. It's not. It was out of his control. They realize they're going to have to put offensive linemen around him, or he's going to stay hurt too. Yeah. So he's he's there to stay for the next foreseeable future. Herbert's proved himself. Yeah, I've said I, it. I've said it before. He's he still has a lot to prove as far as this, and it's big shoes to fill. But he could be the next A Rod. So he's proved himself. It's it's more of the later ones that I'm questioning.
2: Yeah, I feel like the rest of that list there is uh players that are just trying to survive, stay under the radar until they get the team built to prove themselves. And that's uh some of those are Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Most of them are rookies. So it makes sense that they're just, you know, Staying under the radar, trying not to get... I mean, if you're a team and you draft a quarterback and then immediately replace him, I mean, what do you, what do you expect? Like, you're just going to keep doing that over the next couple of years. You can't expect a rookie to come in and compete in its first year. So,
1: Jalen wasn't brought in to take over the franchise. No. Until he came in and outplayed Carson. Mm-hmm. And then they ran with him. So in some ways, in the Eagles' eyes, you can say that Jalen Hurts has proved himself too. Or they wouldn't have got rid of Carson.
2: You could, but I I never liked Carson. I mean, he, he took the team, took the team, quote-unquote, to the Super Bowl, but didn't play in the Super Bowl. So
1: I feel the exact same way you do. You, yeah, know, you know how I feel about
2: him. I, I just don't respect Carson. But like I said earlier, at the end of
1: the day... It's a business, and if they felt like he hadn't proved himself, they wouldn't have got rid of him. Mm-hmm. They would have but kept him as an insurance policy, just in case Jalen hasn't proved himself yet.
2: Les Carson was just extra weight, which is what I see him as. They they saw that he was extra weight, and they didn't need him, and if they were going to salary cap start with a new quarterback, If they were going to start with a quarterback, they might as well start with a younger quarterback than Carson Wentz.
1: I feel like he's... That's what I see. I'm done. The front office is confident in him, but he's not prude enough to us. Exactly. Trevor Lawrence is a rookie, so... He... We're Tennessee fans, so we see it. And, like, Trevor Lawrence grew up as a Tennessee fan. So we've heard this from day one since... We recruited him and Butch Jones didn't want him. Like Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the next Peyton Manning. Like as far as potential. But the Jags have to build that team around him or they're going to be screwed.
2: See, I think Trevor Lawrence out of college, number one draft pick Trevor Lawrence, had that potential. But he doesn't. He's not. Going to do it in Jacksonville. I could see him. Getting through the surviving period. That I was talking about. And ending up somewhere else. Being like Breeze. Being like Breeze. And then doing something. So he does have the potential to be Peyton. Or like a top tier. Quarterback. But out of just the rookie class. And all the quarterbacks came out of it. uh, Taking Mac Jones. As the one that has proved the most so far but it is based on the team and not the player so was, we'll see and mac jones does have arguably the best quarterback in NFL or the best coach in NFL history
1: mac has the higher ceiling yeah he has he has the higher ceiling but i would argue that if they would if they would just give him the keys Trey Lance could have the same ceiling.
2: But see, we said that against about Justin Fields too. And what what really drives me crazy, and it's been since I've seen it, it's drove me crazy all week is uh news came out from the Bears that they're still it's still up in the air if Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, or Nick Foles starts for the Bears next week versus the Lions.
1: Well that Nagy came out in the press conference and said if Andy Dalton was healthy, he would be our starter.
2: Yeah, it just doesn't make sense, man. Why are you going to throw him out there and all that the NFL, like all Bears fans, all of the NFL community, all they see right now is Justin Fields is they got sacked more times than he completed a pass. Put him out there against an 0-3 Bear, or a Lions team and let him prove himself. It's and if like he the, doesn't, and you haven't, an, if you have a healthy Andy Dalton, give him each a half. Give Justin Fields the start. If he doesn't prove himself, bring Andy Dalton in. If that's what you if you think Andy Dalton's better than Justin Fields, let him play clean up and bring the game back. Because I don't see that Bears defense letting the Lions run away with it that so bad that they can't come back in the last half.
1: Yeah, I like. I mean, I, I like that they came out and said he was a starter versus the Browns, but. Like I said, he came right around and said, Well, Andy would be the starter if he was healthy. So it's like you're you're just like taking back everything you said.
2: Yeah, and like I said earlier in the podcast, is like you can't expect a rookie quarterback to go up against the best Browns defense we've seen in my whole life and actually do something versus you know, the Lions. And they came out before, like weeks before or a week before the Browns game and said that they – well, it might have been the week of this week, the week before they played the Browns. um, They came out and said that they planned on playing Justin Fields versus the Lions because they felt like that was the easiest opponent for him to have his first game in. So I just don't see why they don't stick to that plan and play Justin Fields versus the Lions.
1: I just think he's. I think Nagy's saying what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Like I think. I I heard on. Um, I seen it on Twitter and I seen it on articles. They're playing all along, like you said, was the starting week four or week, week five, anyway. So I just think he's, like, covering himself against Andy Dalton, like. Basically, just not throwing Andy to the side. But going back to what we said about Daniel Jones, I got my mind swirling and conspiracy theories and possible destinations. If Daniel Jones is done, I think Joe Judge is done too. I think they'll be looking for a new coach and a new quarterback. Could the Giants hire Chiefs OC B. Enemy and Eric B. Enemy bring in Cam Newton?
2: Maybe, but at the same time, what if Joe Judge makes that push? Like next week, you know, like maybe Daniel Jones goes out there and flops coming off a loss to the Falcons. And uh, maybe he's like Daniel Jones, like he could go to the owners and say Daniel Jones isn't the guy. He says you guys need to help me bring in Cam. And they bring in Cam Newton and I don't
1: know if they him around.
2: drafted a backup. Yeah, I don't I don't know who their backups are.
1: So you think that they would like I'm I'm wondering if they drafted a late round quarterback like later on to be a backup. No. They have Mike Glennon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could happen. Cam has to go somewhere. Where else is he going to go?
2: Dude, I just really, I've been thinking about it all week, too, is I really hope that they don't waste, like, I hope all 32 teams do not waste Cam Newton. I hope they don't let him fall out. Like, Dem Tebow, Colin Kaepernick, uh, all these good quarterbacks that have been you know, just forgotten about because of whatever.
1: I tell I tell you the perfect place, and I could see it. <laughs> I talk. I mean, you you listen to Pat's show, and they talk about it. How Carson Wentz will not go down. He's just ruthless and takes a hit from anybody, and that's why he stays hurt. I could see him going to the Colts, but I could see him eventually going to the Colts, but the perfect team for him, the perfect team, perfect city, perfect fan base would be Atlanta. I I could just picture him in a Falcons uniform just running like crazy. Michael Vick? Yeah. I, I don't know. They would have to, like, realize that Matt's done and Mm -hmm. move on from Matt Ryan.
2: Honestly, I would have gave Matt Ryan one shot after the Super Bowl disaster. I would have gave him one shot to uh, come back, and I would have got rid of him whenever I got rid of Julio.
1: But if this – like, the obvious pick that everybody thought would happen was Washington. Just because of Rivera and the ties there. But I think mm. that would have already happened.
2: If and it all lined up, too, with Ryan Fitzmagic going out. And, that would have
1: already been done deal. If it was going to happen, that would have already have happened by now. Yeah, but Rivera think,
2: came out, too, and said that uh, he really liked Taylor Heineke. So. And I like Taylor Heineke, too. Especially after what he... The performance he put up against the Giants.
1: Just a, the most common sense pick, right now. If I was making a prediction, if if he comes out and he's still injury prone and this injury is worse than what it says, and I could see Cam in Miami. Like, if Tua just comes out and this, I don't see why that's not a
2: done deal. That or because
1: even if it's not, even if he's not your starter, he said he would love to be a backup.
2: You know, Cam has this ego about him, and while he is good, he thinks he's all that, and he, he to an extent he is. But do you what are the odds that he has been offered jobs by the Colts and the Dolphins and he's just holding out for something else?
1: So, wait to see what he can get.
2: Yeah, do you think that's happened? or
1: I think somebody's contacted him, or at least his agent. Mm-hmm. They had to. And just look at the. I
2: mean. There's not 32 guys or 31 guys better than him. So. I don't know. We're not, I, and
1: we're. And we're we're not going to get into this at all, but because I'm not, I don't want to. But all you had to say is if there's been teams contact Kaepernick, there's teams contacting Cam. And there has been teams contact Kaepernick. They just don't want to bring him in because of the backlash. But there has been teams contacting him. And if there's teams contacting him, there's teams contacting Cam. It's just a matter of who we'll see that's just that's another topic we threw in there. I mean, it just happened naturally mm-hmm. it's another talking point, but I think that's all unless you got anything else
2: no that's uh
1: I like to go through our topics, but I also like stuff like that to come up naturally too
2: yeah that's uh. That's really how we did it. And guys, uh last night me I was here, we were watching the Monday Night Manning broadcast, and we went through and made a list of stuff. So, if you have anything, and it took us quite a while, we sat there for like 10 minutes sometimes um trying to figure out what a topic should be. So, if you guys think of anything that would be a good talking point, and we we have reached out on Twitter We got a few that we're going to talk about next week um, for good talking points. Because the reason why we pushed that one off too, if you if you were one of the people that gave us one of those talking points, is the reason we're pushing it off is because the topics we we were given were some that we could talk about at any point during the season. And me and Austin are going on vacation, so we're going to throw that in there as a like a vacation. Stream, or week.
1: Yeah, there's just that. Speaking of that, as a disclaimer, next week. Be that'll be next week, right? Uh,
2: yeah, whatever the eleventh, October eleventh will be. So the week week
1: of the eleventh, if something happens that we don't talk about, like if something happens that affects our videos pay no attention to it because we're going to record everything for the week of the 11th Saturday night and it will try we're going to try our very best to be not time constrained like we're going to try to not have a timeline connected to it yeah we're mainly pushing
2: it out for YouTube videos not really as much as the podcast so it'll all be YouTube video-based, so five-minute increments so we're aiming for, but it won't be the long podcast like normal.
1: Like every every week we, we do our week so-and-so review or week so-and-so recap. This is going to be just as a preview for what to look for. NFL re- awards. Um, we're going to discuss playoff expansion. In college. In college. College Heisman predictions. Stuff like that. That we can predict right now. It won't be... But if we... So say... Say I come out in our Heisman video. And I say... Which the Heisman video shouldn't be affected because... The college games will be done. Okay. In our awards video. If I come out and I say... Kyler Murray for MVP. And God forbid this happens. But Sunday, we're on the way to the beach. And Kyler Murray comes out and tears his ACL. Overlook that.
2: Kind of cursed Kyler Murray. (laughs)
1: Like I said, God forbid it happens. But we're just trying to think of videos that we can put out that aren't dead set on timelines. And then we can talk about just general talk.
2: Yeah, so we normally, we like what you're listening to right now, it's Tuesday night. And next Tuesday night we'll record one. And then that Saturday night is the one we're going to record for the beach week. So we always record on Tuesdays, but we're not going to be able to record on the Tuesday that we're at the beach. So we're going to record on Saturday night. So we're not going to know anything that happened on Sunday or Monday or Thursday. So whenever the videos come out, just uh our videos sh-
1: our videos won't reflect that. Exactly. So just take that into account. Like if you feel like commenting this has already happened or you're wrong this just happened or this player got hurt comment. Feel free to comment. I don't care. But just know that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But that's going to do it for this one. We'll be back Saturday night. So, our Saturday night one.
2: Uh, if, we'll be back Tuesday. Yeah, we got, we got one more Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, we'll be back Tuesday. And then after that, our podcast will be posted on Sunday on Anchor. If y'all are listening on
2: Anchor. I don't know. Uh, we we'll, we still got to figure all that out. I'm not going to. We're not going to set anything in stone yet. Because it's well, real confusing looking into the future and then trying to figure all that out. We're just going to set it up. We had the, we had the, the
1: videos planned out. But that Saturday episode, as far as the pot if you guys listen on the podcast website, it may be like a bonus episode. So we'll figure that out. And we'll. Post it on Twitter and let y'all know what we plan on doing. But we appreciate y'all watching. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, on our podcast account, and our personal accounts. Right under our names is our personal accounts. Uh, SSB podcast. Yeah. On Twitter for our podcast account. But like I said, like, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Peace.